Hi guys, I'm Giuseppe Santamaria, the photographer behind Men in This Town and editor of MIT Magazine. Welcome to a brand new season of Portrait Session, in partnership with Emporio Armani. This season we're doing things a little bit differently. I'll be capturing men in their natural habitat, living in the Dolce Vita and finding out what living the sweet life actually means to them in this day and age. In this episode, I'll be chatting with fellow photographer and MIT Magazine contributor, Bryce Thomas. With credits including Newsweek, 10 Magazine, and the Sydney Morning Herald, Bryce is quickly garnering a reputation for his fashion and documentary style photography. This at nearly 24 years of age. We discuss finding your niche in photography, surrounding yourself with people who inspire you, and the luxury of a clear headspace. Head over to meninthistown.com to view selects from our portrait session. And in the meantime, I really hope you enjoy the conversation that took place. With introducing yourself, um, kind of, we'll go with it. I'll say it again, but it's like, but your name, age, what you do for a living. Uh, my name is Bryce Thomas. I am 23 years old. And Young baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate that. Someone asked me. Um, I was like down in Melbourne not too long ago with, uh, like, on a job, and I was having dinner with the creative director. We met these people, and she's like. I'm a bit older than me and then these people next to us like oh how old are you two and I was like oh I said something like oh I'm nearly 24 <laughs> and Elsa's like oh don't you love it when you have to like talk up your age <laughs> <laughs> almost 24 <laughs> uh, but you know you got into it quite quickly into the game so it's like I was always the younger person yeah. growing up like in work and it was like I was always the baby there and it was yeah. I had the same things but now I'm kind of like I'm starting to be the older one yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's an interesting kind of thing but I still surround myself by older people like when it comes to friends and all that stuff yeah that's just kind of generally how it's been so but I, I hear what you're saying <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah I'm 23 going on 24 yeah <laughs> um yeah, no, I love to surround myself with, like, I don't know, I guess it's not too much of a conscious thing, but you look around and all your friends are just from different ages, and I love that. Yeah, because it's, I think it's that, I've always looked to people for inspiration and stuff like that, so it's like, mm. to kind of find that, you usually do find that in older people, yeah. but then, as now I'm getting older, talking to younger guys sometimes, younger people, it's like you, you see that energy, Mm. that sometimes older people then don't have. Mm -hmm. So it's like that kind of sparks you up a little bit more. Yeah. So it's, it's a new thing that I've kind of only just discovering a bit more and that kind of invigorates me a little bit more. So what are you wearing today? Um, I'm wearing an outfit, which I kind of just like, I might change like the shoes. I guess actually just really uh, is centered around the camo pants. Yeah, yeah. Been into these camo pants for like, ages they look nicely worn which is nice in camo pants i think yeah they're like a huge they're like a 36 yeah it's like i size them up because they're slim yeah right they're okay, just yeah, like yeah. i think ralph lauren made this camo pant like 
five, ten years ago. Yeah, right. And just, like, people evolve it. And yeah. just, like, it's just, like, a baggy camo pant. It's just super simple. Where'd you get them from? Uh, these are actually H&M. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. They look good. Um, For an older pair of pants, they actually are holding up. Oh, yeah. They're, like, <laughs> built... I, don't, I think... I don't know. There's, like, a good mix of H&M because that's just, like, the range is huge. Yeah. So, like, there's, like, expensive stuff and, like, not expensive stuff. So... Mm. Some of it holds up. Um, and I've got uh, some sneakers on, which are the off-white uh, Prestos. Nice. Very nice. And I have the the bright green laces in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll photograph those and you'll see them quite well. <laughs> um, no, but they're fun. They're just I actually really comfortable. Yeah. Probably my most comfortable shoe. Um and yeah, like I think comfort's like a big thing. So like the pants are super comfortable. Mm-hmm. I might wear like a sweater with this sometimes. I've just like this big like beige like Carhartt sweater or this jacket, which is like a beige like Emporio Armani jacket. Um, and then I just have like an oversized like white tee underneath this. Where's um, the tee from? The tee is Uniqlo. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> I can tell just from the, the structure of it. It looks yeah. like a Uniqlo. But I'm, like, crazy. I have, like, seven different white T-shirts from, like, Carhartt to Champion, Uniqlo, uh, Alexander Wang. I don't know. And they're all just, like, white. (laughs) That's the thing. You know what you like. And it's, like, that uniform, I think, which is great to kind of have. So you don't have to think too much sometimes. Yes. What is your style all about? Like, what would you kind of... How would you describe it in a few words? Mm, Very influenced by the people I look up to, I think. So I think like two of my biggest idols, which is really funny because they're both multi like disciplinary would be like Pharrell mm, Williams yeah, yeah, and um, Kanye. Yeah. Um, which like a lot Kanye. He's like an interesting figure now that like I followed him growing up and now yeah. he's become like, uh, you know, <laughs> you know what though? As crazy as he could sound sometimes, I swear to God, I, I put on his music and it's like, this guy's fucking good. And he's like oh. a genius. And it's like, yes, he has his opinions and he has kind of his way of doing things that aren't always kind of the best. Yeah. But amazing music. But amazing. I think one of the issues is like we're in a day and age where like you expect like like brands are people. So now, then you expect mm-hmm. like what you're wearing to be like, it has to have like an eco like sense to it and it yeah. has to be like sustainable and it has to like it also has to have a personality and everything and then like that's like now translating into who we look at so then when like a musician which you like or a designer which you like makes like a political comment like maybe you shouldn't be looking to them for your politics we give them too much weight for like you've got to look at look at what they focus on and mm. if they're not like practicing politics or policy or like campaigning and maybe they're just aligned with a party then like Mm. that's no different to you or I being aligned with the party and not spending like a lot of our time thinking about politics yeah yeah, absolutely and even I think his way of thinking is just something that it's like he's labeled as kind of out there and crazy but I do look at it as refreshing and it's Mm. like he is someone that is not looked at as kind of right for society in the way that he mm. kind of comments on things, but he is telling the truth. He is looking at things differently yeah. and he's making it vocal. And I yeah. don't think necessarily he believes everything he says, but he's putting a conversation out there. Yeah. And that's kind of the impression I get from him. He's just 
misunderstood sometimes. Yeah. I yeah. think with celebrities, you don't have to agree with everything they do, I think. Oh, oh absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, you have a platform and you kind of hear what they say and make your own decisions kind of yeah. about it. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Not to, not to get too much into politics. <laughs> yeah, but back to it, I just say, like, um, my, like, clothing style comes from, like, people I look up to. So I say, yeah. like, Pharrell, like, identifies that, like, he, like, came up um, doing his, obviously, his own label, mm. like, uh, Ice Cream and BBC. Um, he just did, like, a collaboration with Chanel, which is crazy because yeah. Chanel had never in their history done a capsule collection with mm. someone else. And he's the first person to ever do that. Um, but he'll do, like, he's done, like, T-shirts for Uniqlo. Um, and, yeah, I think it's, like, personal style as well. Mm. Um, so is music, I guess, a way that you got into fashion? Is that kind of what was introduced to you? I definitely think you, like, can't... Like, I couldn't disagree with that. Mm. Because, like, growing up since i don't know when but like you just look at today when kids are growing up like we're influenced by such visual mediums so like i surround myself by like lots of print media um or like instagram so it's like i'm following this musician which i love but like instagram is like a visual platform Yeah, yeah absolutely um i think i think it works like it's like that person's vision for our music obviously has a link to like their visual yeah. identity. Um, I think that's interesting because it's like you kind of, the visuals are obviously very important to you. And mm. so you love the music, you look at kind of the, what they're wearing. And I guess, is that the way you got into photography and kind of just seeing those visuals and kind of having that interest in making visual things? Like where did that come from? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think... I think I'm just perhaps like innately visual. Like I'm not a good novel reader. Mm. Um, I like for photography, I, th- I feel like I just, just growing up, like there was like a camera in the house. It was like my mom's camera and I just like took it on a school field trip. But I like didn't care about the field trip. I was like telling my friends like, go over, stand like on the, on the, on the road like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'd take a photo and I'd take it home. And I remember... I remember that as one of the first pictures I like put on my computer and was like, no, I like want it to look like this. And I made it black yeah. and white. And then I like, <laughs> it was cool. It was like, I grew up in the Flickr generation. So it was yeah, like, right. I could see what like people like my age are like a little bit older or like in their like twenties or thirties who were also at this stage of like discovering this like medium, mm. like what they were doing in Canada or like what they were doing in America or Europe. Um, and that was cool because, like, I could then put my image on that platform oh, and then, like, yeah. share around. It's, like, it's like similar to Instagram, but... But it was before that kind of... It was... Um, it was more of a community that was focused towards photography. Yeah, absolutely. And it's more focused rather than kind of being this big social platform as they are now. Exactly. You know? And it wasn't really about, like, the likes and stuff. It was more like, oh, this is, like, a group of, like, photographers. Because you could literally put your photo in a group. Mm. Um, and you can message people and then photographers might put up like a picture of their office or like how they're hanging their pictures. Mm. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like, let me hang my pictures like that. So like I recreated these like wires in my house growing up of this like Canadian photographer. Um, and I'd be like, Oh, Hey man, like I like loved like how you did that. And he's like, Oh, that's so cool. And like, 
that's the way you kind of discover things. It was like when you were like the internet had, I think, developed a little mm. bit and then it was kind of starting to kind of have its own way of doing things. Yeah. And that was a good way to actually meet people and totally find coming communities. up through high school. And how old are you when that was kind of going on? Uh, I'd say that was like mid high school, maybe like year nine, year 10. I mm. started like like taking my mom's camera places, like looking into like getting my own camera. And what camera was your mom's that you used? Oh, it was just like a little Canon, like mm. little point and shoot. It had some like zoom. Um, and I think fairly quickly I was like, nah, I like want my own. <laughs> Cause like you're exposed to the giant world of the internet and you get to yeah. know everything oh, yeah. that's out there. <laughs> you see all the gear and you become obsessed and it's like, you do because yeah. you just like, I think like, obviously like, the gear is like a bit of a, like, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. It's what's in the photo. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to kind of have some good dude, stuff that I think works you, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that gets your point across. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, what was the first one you bought? What was that? Do you remember buying? It was a Canon, uh, digital SLR. It was called a 500 D mm. and I got the two kit lenses. Um, and it all started there. I think I was really lucky that my school, one of the art teachers uh, in one of the lunch times had like, like a little photography club mm. and there wasn't oh, too many people. Nice. And yeah. I like love that because every week they were like, oh, like I want you to do something like this. And then we'd all like go on like the school, like little network and upload yeah. our photos and like sit at lunch and like look at them on the big screen and be like, yeah, oh, right. that's so cool how you like saw that. And that's amazing. That's good to actually have that development in school. As yeah. Well. I, I, I kind of, when I was in high school, it was a weird kind of time when the film kind of photography was almost the last thing time it was kind of being taught in high school. Yeah. And I kind of remember it, photography really just being in that weird spot where it's like they didn't know what to teach. So yeah. it was like either film or digital. So I didn't learn anything with photography. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in high school, so I had to kind of pick it up on my own. But it's nice to kind of have that that introduction so early on, I think. Totally. I think it's really important to have those, like, avenues which aren't formal because I've never formally yeah, right. studied no. photography. Mm. Um, and, like, when that was going on, I wasn't studying art. I wasn't studying – I think there was, was a photography unit for, like, two years in high school, but it didn't mm. really count toward anything, and I was like – didn't think I was going to be a photographer. No, right. I was like, oh, architecture is really cool. I was like following architecture at the time. Um, is that what you went to go study then in uni or what did you study? It was like, I think year nine and 10, I was like really big into architecture. Then like year 11 and 12 was more journalism yeah, actually. Right. Oh, journalism. Yeah. Right, right, okay. And then um, I think the last year of school, I did like heaps of English. Mm. And I was like, ooh. And then the, like, the extension number two English that I did, I ended up making a film for it. Yeah, right. And so I was like, write, produce, direct, film, edit this film. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that kind of sparked some joy and interest there. Yeah, it was cool being, like, across all those platforms. And then I was looking into unis and then the one that was like beside the journalism degree at UTS was called media arts and production. And it just had like all these things from like being a radio presenter to like writing scripts to like producing films. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that sounds like a lot less limiting than journalism. Yeah. 
So I still couldn't choose and I just left it up to chance. Yeah, right. And then I ended up uh, putting media arts and production first because it was harder to get into and I just did it. And you got in. Yeah. And what, kind of what were the things... I, that, that's, where, I guess, where we met then. How long ago was it that? It was. It was when that I was, was studying. Like, um, a few years now. Ooh, uh, <laughs> my, frame, my brain doesn't... It's end. hard because there's no, like... Now that there's no, like, education or anything yeah. to mark the years, they're just, they're just I know, lost. Nothing gets marked. I don't know. It was a while ago and it was... Yeah. You guys were doing a podcast, you and your friend. I was, yeah. And, uh, which was... Uh, probably a better setup than this i'm sure <laughs> i don't know we just yeah. like we didn't know much doing it yeah yeah <laughs> it seemed like you guys knew what you were doing so yeah it was good we definitely spent a lot of time looking into it and yeah. stuff but we were just like let's do it because we can yeah 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 and what ultimately then decided let's go into photography and kind of try to make a career out of that after school uh i think it was like a year into uni i there's heaps of communication subjects and things which i just like I expected university to be more of a community mm. and more because coming not from Sydney, like you could, I don't know. It seemed like with all the Sydney universities, all the courses I was interested in, they're really hard to get into. Yeah. So I thought it would be really, the people that got there would be really excited and really passionate and it would foster more of a community. Yeah. But I feel like because it's like, in this communications degree, it's like not everyone's doing the same thing. And like, right. It's a bit too broad. And it's you know. like actually the FaceTime isn't too much yeah. and just the structure of it. I feel like if you've got a really passionate tutor, that was sort of just like forget about like the core structure a bit and like mm. let's talk and like find out what everyone's interested in. And it was only those moments where I was like, oh, that's what I thought this would be. Yeah, right. But it was just far and few between. And then... I don't think I was thinking about it too much, but obviously I'd like been taking photos and uploading them to the internet. And then a creative agency just like found a series of photos I did in my last year of high school, which I was like rowing crew, like rowing in boats. Yeah. yeah. I did that. No um, way, yeah. All through high school. need to unlock your iPhone first. <laughs> Good old Surrey. <laughs> that's on Do Not Disturb too. <laughs> he doesn't take a note, that's me. <laughs> I can keep going. Um, so I was rowing crew or like rowing boats in high school. I did that yeah. all the way through. And like I said, I was like getting more gear and I was like, oh, this is really cool because I was like into like photojournalism and like reportage and it's like, just taking photos like out on like competition days. It did days. all kind of blend in together then, didn't it? I really all did. All your interests yeah. kind of just kind of make your style quite interesting. Yeah. And I still look toward um, more portrait photographers instead of fashion. Mm. Um, so I was like taking those more portrait-esque things, things I didn't set up. Yeah. And then a year out of school, an agency found me. I'm like, hey, do you want to do this? Like these photos for this brand. We're like rebranding a brand. And we Amazing. need all this like lifestyle documentary stuff. Yeah. And I was like, cool. And I just said like what I thought was an unreasonable amount of money. And they're like, cool. Yeah, let's do it. And I was like, what? I was like, <laughs> I, 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 I get paid doing this. Yeah, yeah. And then, like I said, like the FaceTime at uni, the FaceTime hours at university weren't full on at all. So I was like, I'm now in Sydney. Cause I'm like from a few hours up the coast. I was right. like, 
there's got to be more clients, got to be more agencies. And then, you know, like I can't imagine growing up before the internet. Although I think, like I love the newspaper, but it was just cool like being able to see like everything that's going on in Sydney and like reaching out to people. And yeah, yeah, I just, from maybe like one year on in uni, I was like, I'm not going to actually make this the thing that like I'm focusing my time on right now. Cause it just wasn't inspiring me. No, but I was like, it's it's good. I'm learning things. It's still multidisciplinary. Uh, I'm like meeting people through uni. So it's like I definitely just keep doing it. It's not onerous. It's not distracting. I completely agree. It's something that you have to kind of pay attention and kind of see. Well, what is the right path for you to go in, and what mm. are you going to get more out of it in the end? And yeah, if it's not necessarily school, and if it's not doing the right thing, then yeah, go on your own path. I mean. Yeah, I'm self-taught and it's like I never went to school for photography and it's all the experience that I've mm. kind of had around mm-hmm. and me observing all the time Yeah, is kind of what taught me and obviously like YouTube and all that stuff is such an amazing resource now where you can learn things on your own. Absolutely. So it's like if you can do it, why not? And that, that's your personality type. Go for it. You know, mm. so it works that way. Yeah. So where are you kind of now you kind of mentioned the internet kind of being a way to kind of find that work. Is mm. that, were you on Instagram when, when you were first kind of discovered from that agency, how did they find you and kind of, how is it kind of going on now? They found me through a website, which is like, um, LinkedIn, which is so funny. Actually, I think I don't, I think I took all my work down from it. From Cause LinkedIn? it's just like, no, no, no. From oh. this, from this website. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was like LinkedIn for creatives. So it was very project based, did like upload projects yeah, and like yeah. write a bit about it. And so people could sort of like see what you're about. Um, and it had like, you know, the, the job side of it and stuff. Um, that's how they found me. Um, but I did actually, this wonderful photographer um, reviewed my portfolio not long after that. Mm. And she was like, oh, you should like get an Instagram just for your photos. Yeah, right. And so that's when I did that. And then a few years ago or maybe three years ago, so my f- Instagram's called Friendly Pervert. It's like yeah. just this, <laughs> as this name that someone gave me in high school just one day because of this joke I played. And then I was like, that's it's hilarious. Sad. I was like, that's going to be my Instagram. I love it. <laughs> and it's been my Instagram for like so long now, an eternity. And, I love it. Um, yeah, a few years ago, I was just like, I'm not really into like separating like my work from myself. I'm mm. just like, it doesn't matter too much. Like who wants to be following two Instagrams? Like I'm like, I've had that debate kind of with myself so many times. (laughs) It's just like goes back and forth and yeah, I don't know where I am at. But at least with you, like men in this town is a separate entity. Like sure. Yeah. It's the books, it's everything. Whereas like my photos were not this entity. I was like, I can just put them up every now and then if like I really love them and not feel this pressure of like having this like account or like trying to be someone come not so yeah now it's and just... if you're, you're a photographer and you have your own style and it's like well instagram is a pho- photography based mm. kind of yeah. community so yeah. it's like everything you're going to put there is going to represent your style and your photography so yeah. it's like you might as well just kind of put it all into that one spot and totally. have a good variety there i think yeah so what are kind of um some photographers that have inspired your style how would you explain your style of photography Ooh, um and who's inspired it when I 
I'd say as I've learnt more and got more into it, definitely over these past like few to more so years, I do heaps of shoots on film now yeah, and right. just like just on film. Yeah, right. Um, and that's self-taught film? Yeah. Yeah. I just, like you said, YouTube videos and like looking at photographers I like and sort of being like, oh, okay, I think that's film and just mm. like reading up like old manuals and stuff and yeah yeah so i like shoot um a lot on film now and i guess that like impacts my style it's a bit slower you come out with like less photos i think it's a very different process Mm. um but it's not so much about i think the process is cool and i think it like does impact the end result but then it's also just like I just think it's beautiful. And yeah, how absolutely. It, like, there is a quality yeah. to it that you just don't get anywhere else. And it, it, yeah. it's its own thing, I yeah. think, in the end. Um, is that something that kind of... Is there a photographer that has inspired you that shoots film that you've kind of noticed in the past? Yeah, or? actually. Um, there's this man called Alex Soth. Or Soth. Yeah. Um, he is incredible. Uh, he's like a portrait photographer. Mm. Doesn't do anything really fashion-related does commissions for publications but like the main thing if you want to look at him is just like go and find one of his photo books he has like a good handful yeah and that is incredible Mm. um and the portraits he takes are it's crazy i just like found him in high school um through some of his like commission portrait work yeah um and it's just mind-blowing, like, nothing to do with fashion. Like, I should say, like, I'm, like, a portrait fashion photographer. That's, like, yeah. my style. Like, I love, um, like, I don't know. I don't know if, if it's because Australia's small, but just, like, the whole, like, model thing in fashion, like, I'm, like, yeah, that's cool. But, like, I just, like, shooting real people yeah, or just, like, people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that being involved in the world of fashion because um, I think, like, fashion magazines and like publications like a beautiful like way to like plan out a story and like plan out an editorial and like lay it out and like tell something through it and I think that extends like telling something about a person absolutely and like if you're shooting someone as a model for like I don't know I just there's a lack of connection for me yeah Yeah. I hear you and that's kind Um, of why I've always loved magazines and photography is kind of that storytelling and if you can tell someone's real story from it or at least kind of photograph a real person in their in a a pretend way in a a set type of thing yeah you get something a little bit more or even if you're working with a great model and that kind of knows how to give themselves oh totally you know i think it's that realness of just capturing kind of something a little bit more raw rather than yeah. something too polished. Yeah. yeah. I definitely, it's not that I never would shoot a model because I think there's amazing models, which like give a lot of themselves yes. and are really interesting because of who they are. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think it's that world of, like you said, like doing it in a different way. So like, I don't know, I did a shoot recently and the guy we shot, um, had had a few articles in Vogue written about like how he likes cowboy style. Mm. And I said to the stylist, I was like, oh, we have to get like an Akubra on him. He's from America. <laughs> he won't like probably know what Akubras are, but I'm just like, I would love that so much. Yeah. And so I was just like taking it to a different place and like. I love that. Yeah. It's, are you good, I guess, then working with a team? I'm kind of just bouncing off ideas. Is that something, an environment that you kind of feel really comfortable in or? 
Are you more kind of solo? What kind of do you relate to more? It's funny because I'm obviously freelance and I don't have a company or anything, but I really like teams. Yeah. yeah. I like putting together. I think it's, it comes a lot with like creative direction or a stylist and the photographer and like those first like moments of like, what's the concept? Mm. And then like that obviously going all the way down to like, how does it suit the publication? Like what stylistically works for them? And I think that's chosen really early on as well. Cause yeah. you're like, who would this person, like what sort of publication would they like fit in with? Like who do they speak to? Like what reader will be interested by them? And like, yeah. how can we communicate that in a way, which is like for that publication, but also for that person. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, that thing of just having a little bit of kind of restraints or some things to kind of, um, provide, like you have a brief mm. basically yeah. you know, and kind of, you want to fill that brief and make sure that it's done in the way that it's kind of requested. I think yeah. is a good way yeah. to kind of, I, that's what I like to kind of work as a photographer is kind yeah. of meeting a brief basically yeah. as, as great as it is to do kind of the art part of kind of just capturing whatever you want. Mm. Sometimes that could be so aimless and it's like yeah. to have something that you know that you're providing a service and a job for a publication or a brand or whatever. Mm. And you have to meet that brief. That's quite fulfilling. I think. Yeah. I, I think that's what I like about shooting people as well. Cause mm. it's like, I'm going to come up with a concept that can say something about them that I yeah. can like shoot them in a way which speaks of them, but hopefully in a way that no one's like spoke of them before. Yeah. I want to like take someone to a place where like, Oh damn, like that's really them. But like, I've not seen them like that before. Awesome. I love yeah. that. So I guess as a photographer and as a freelancer, you have downtown, downtown mm-hmm. as I know mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Um, what do you do kind of during that downtime? What is kind of your, whether you're procrastinating, whether you're just enjoying life, what's kind mm. of your, your relaxed time? Ooh, relaxed time. Um, it's funny how you said like being a freelancer and having downtime. I feel like my downtime is always like catching up. Yeah. Like if it's a day where I don't have a shoot, I'm like, well, great. Like now I'm either like in production for something. That's or, a like, good thing to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just keep going. Post-production for yeah. something always. Um, or just like, like I said, I'm employed for myself. So it's like sending invoices or something. I yeah. Don't know. But in terms of more relaxing time, um, you were away this weekend, where were you? I was. What did you uh, get up to this weekend? I was in the upper Hunter Valley, that which is nice. close to where I'm from. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was my partner's birthday, and so we just, like, got, like, um, it's actually, like, a cabin, like, up in this, like, hill. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was super fun, just, like, being with some close friends and, like, having some time away, relaxing, like, yeah, yeah. not doing too much, really. Just um, the way to shut off is kind of a nice thing. Kind exactly. of do sometimes and yeah. not have to focus on anything else. <laughs> yeah. And explore. I think like it's super, it's like so important if you're creative and producing things to be able to like have these things you can reference. Mm. So like we just ended up like going for like a five hour drive one day and like now all those places are like in my memory and like yeah. inspire me. And, like, Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's good to get out of your, your kind of everyday environment mm. and kind of see something else. And yeah. Whether it kind of it does inspire you or not, it's at least you kind of have a time to clear your brain and you clear mm-hmm. kind of what your your everyday thoughts are. Then you yeah. kind of can start from scratch almost yeah. sometimes, which I think is quite good. 
Um, so the theme of the, the podcast is La Dolce Vita. So it's like the sweet yes. life. And that's kind of what um, it's kind of the what we're focusing on. And I guess for yourself, what the way that you've created your life, you're 23 years old, going mm-hmm. on 24. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's you're in the process of kind of creating your life. And what is the aspiration to kind of have your life be kind of and the way you want to live? Hmm. Um, I think it's really cool being able to, I think it, it's weird. It goes back to that thing of the internet. I think we're in a really lucky space where I can foresee like, I'd like want my life to be like creating work, which I really love. Mm-hmm. And then just being able to connect with people like around the world. Yeah. And like you said, with teams, like, I don't know, like I'm meeting someone later on this week who like does casting and we just met by Instagram. Yeah, right. Um, and she, like, works, like, all over the world as well. And I'm just like, that's really cool. Mm. And, like, I love your work. And, like, I love, like, your direction. And just, like, being able to, like, surround myself by, like, people that inspire me is amazing. And, yeah. like, that is a luxury. Like, Absolutely. I couldn't imagine a time where we couldn't express ourselves into a platform which had no limits. And it doesn't matter what platform that is, whether it's social or you want to, like, you made a magazine. Like, I would, like, I've made, like, little zines of, like, Mm. trips or series or things and just being able to, like, say, this is my vision and, like, this is how I saw it. And, like, does anyone like that? (laughs) It's having that freedom to kind of put your stuff out there, isn't it? That's kind of what is so great. And especially kind of working for yourself and is, I guess, that the ambition to kind of continue just working for yourself and working with others. Yeah, yeah. definitely uh, staying freelance. I mean, I definitely work like repeatedly with publications mm. and I've done that before, but um, yeah, it'd be cool to expand, probably move overseas at some point. Yeah. What um, do you think? Uh, I've briefly been in New York for just a few weeks and I was mm. like, man, like I love that. It's a good vibe. Though. Yeah. And I look to, it's funny actually, cause like I'm really into publications and I think a lot are British, hmm. a lot of cool ones, but I'm still like, I went to London and I was like, yeah, it's cool. But like, I don't know. I just felt at home in New York and yeah. I was like, I really love this place. I think it's very different to any other city really out there in mm. New York. It has definitely, it's, I think the, the mass scale of it mm. and it's like all the little communities that kind of exist in it totally make it quite unique and interesting and it's like you are going to different places and you feel like you're in different cities within new york the whole time yeah because there's such a variety there i think yeah i think it's easy to get caught up but when i went there i didn't have like anything i wanted to do so i just walked around for a few weeks and i was like i don't know every place i was like this is so beautiful yeah and what area did you stay in I actually stayed in Brooklyn, like, uh, Bushwick. Oh, yeah. Um, and I just, like, walked around Manhattan. Like, there was a few things where I was like, oh, I know, like, Jay-Z did, like, that video in Pace Gallery. I was like, I wonder what Pace Gallery up yeah, to. Right. So I was just, like, walk into the gallery. I'm like, oh, this is a cool exhibit. <laughs> and it's like, because you can do that there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know, because you can do that there. I think there's... The amount of people that are there, you have an audience all the time for anything yeah. you kind of want to try to put yeah. out there. And I think yeah. that's probably another really nice thing about it, I think. Mm. So what does your average day in Sydney look like? Mm. 
my average day. Um, I mean, it, I don't have an average day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you have a shoot day. What was your last day like? The last day that you had a shoot? My last shoot day was um, only at the end of last week. It was really good. It was only a morning shoot. It was just like, get my stuff out the night before. Go shoot, come home. And actually, I like, didn't do anything for the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> I, at least that's what I remember. I like went for coffee after my shoot. And I was like, what, can every work day be like this? <laughs> that sounds quite sweet. <laughs> um, no, that was really funny and good. But um, What do you shoot on? What's your, the equipment now that you shoot? So it depends. Because I actually, I know I said I shoot on film. And I don't think that dictates my style. I think like... I don't know. It'll probably be a while before I have like, I definitely shoot in the same way, but I think there's a few ways which I like to shoot. So if it's in a studio, mm. like I really love digital, mm. like I really love going like beautiful lighting. I think I'll probably take that to film, but it's still, you won't look at it and be like, Oh, that's film. Right. Um, but I think just when I do anything environmental, um, using like natural light or like, altered natural light and it's like outside or like on location um i like i like to use film as well wait what are we going with that what equipment do you have oh yeah 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 so i have like that's funny um so i love using like just my standard like digital like slr and like what is that model i it's a canon 5ds um and i have like some lighting equipment and stuff which is very like uh, important I think yeah I think it's important to I think lighting communicates a lot mm. um, and, and using it, natural and artificial light together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um in a studio it would probably be mostly artificial depending on what it was mm. and depending on who the publication is totally yeah yeah um, but I like to use like yeah I like to be very particular about my light um, and then I have just a couple of little point and shoot cameras. Um, my main one is a, it's like a Contax T2. Cool. And that's really fun because you can set it on pretty much everything auto mm. and just like not worry about anything and just have like a few frames of just like more like talking to your talent yeah. and moving around with them and not like worrying too much. And then I feel it's like from that, you'd be like, oh, like I loved when you like sat there like this and like, yeah. let's just like whack the big camera out and then have this like big medium format camera. And that's like, it's like quite stupid to use if you were thinking <laughs> logistically about it. You'd be like, why would I want to use a camera that you can only get 10 photos on? And then it takes you like five minutes to like reload it and stuff right. and be ready again. Um, but it's good for kind of getting that mood, I guess, even sometimes. And yeah. 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 Um, and so that's my favorite, like, camera which I use, the main one which I use. And, um, it's just beautiful. And then you can sort of, like, hook a flash up to that. Yeah. And I love doing that sometimes. Just depends. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, you know, whatever kind of calls for, whatever job you have. And it's, like, yeah. just kind of trying to make the right call with it. And, yeah. you know, you kind of learn your equipment becomes your your hands in the end. Mm. And it's, like, you know how to use exactly. them. Exactly. And I love extending that. Like, there's, like, four cameras, which I'm like, ooh, let's get that next and yeah, try yeah. that out in that way. Yeah. Um, I'm also using this, like, tiny little, like, video camera at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is cool. Just, like, like I said, like, it's cool to, like, with 
the little auto 35 mil like point and shoot camera just like being able to move and like translating that into actual moving images yeah is fun um it's not something like i'm super focused on at the moment but it's just like a cool little tool to use amazing um also just a standard polaroid camera i have one of those and like if i remember i have that in my bag like i'll whip that out and that's fun and you Um, get something great out of that all the time i think yeah (laughs) on my last shoot um i was shooting a skater and it was just like him dressed in this like full louis vuitton look which is like beautiful but there's just like a polaroid of him sitting on his chair and like the trailer that we had nice um and it was just him just like sitting there. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's beautiful. I love yeah, that. the simplest yeah. thing. And it's like, it's capturing those moments, isn't it? That's yeah. I love, you know, yeah. so yeah. amazing. Um, gear down to the final questions here. Mm. But what does it feel like to be you right now? What is kind of it, your mindset? Um, <laughs> I thought about this. <laughs> and you be good, bad. Anything. Yeah, no, I think like. I don't know. I'm very like stuck on doing what I want to do right now. Mm. Um, things that inspire me. And I think to me more as a person, I'm like a lot about just like having like a clear headspace and like a clear physical space to be in. Mm. Um, so like keeps me calm and like be able to like focus on like projects that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just, like, I just, like, simplicity. Like, you know, there's, like, minimalism. I think, like, there's a lot of minimalism in me. Yeah, yeah. But I feel I'm definitely not a minimalist, <laughs> but... <laughs> you aspire to be a minimalist. I don't I even think I aspire. I just think I have, like, my headspace is minimalist. Yeah, yeah. And that's, like, reflected in, like, keeping everything tidy. Yeah, yeah. Like, having a simple life. Like, I don't need, like, a car. Like, I don't need, like... I think that I wear a lot of the same things. Like I said, like my style, like this outfit I've been wearing for like the past couple months, I'll just evolve it. And like, obviously I don't need to wear the same thing all the time, but yeah, I just like, I think that's minimalist. Feel very simple in my headspace. And I think that's a lot about me. Yeah. Kind of keeps you clear and kind of focused a lot more. Yeah. Rather than just having so much shit in your head and your surroundings and whatnot. And that could be toxic sometimes. Yeah. And probably, I don't know, could be to my detriment, but like, I don't know, I'll like, might catch up with a friend like every like three weeks and like, that's it. That's enough yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hear you. When it comes to that, it's like that energy is I can only take so much sometimes and it give is. so much sometimes. And I think I'm like a big yes person. So like, I don't know, like my partner's friend was here from New York last weekend. I'm like, let's just go out with her for a few nights and yeah. just like. You know, when it's right, it's right. Don't have to think things. <laughs> totally. Simplicity. That's yeah. what I'm about. Yeah. I hear you. And the last question. What is your favorite sweet? <laughs> oh, this is easy. Tiramisu. <laughs> That's the second one so far. <laughs> tiramisu. I no agree. way. Yeah, the last person I interviewed was tiramisu as well. It's, oh, uh, now I want to give you something else. Oh, no. I'll take tiramisu. It makes sense. <laughs> I love it. I don't know why. I, just, I go for that all the time. One day I just was like... Damn, that is so good. Coffee and sweet. I know. It's all like I love coffee. It's good. Um, Alright, thanks Bryce. Appreciate it. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Portrait Session in partnership with Emporio Armani. If you did, feel free to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast, which will help people discover the show. 
Have a great day and thank you again for your support.